Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda. The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity as one of the city's wealthiest men in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his trusty driver, Kit Baxter, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, The Dream Factory. What is this? What are you men doing? This is my home. Not anymore, lady. Please, what is this? An eviction notice? You can't do this. Look, lady, see the boss, would you? You don't understand. You don't, you don't understand. Please, this is our home. Lady, please. I don't do what I'm told. I'm in the same spot you're in. I can't do nothing for you. Just see the boss. Where is he? Oh, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Jackson, please, you can't do this. Mrs. Connor, you don't leave me any choice. You're three months behind in the rent as it is. But I paid you. I paid you a month's worth, and you said... I know what I said, Mrs. Connor, but every one of those bills you paid me with was counterfeit. Counterfeit? No, no, that's not possible. That's what they said at the bank, and it took everything I had to get out of that bank without revealing who gave me those bills. Mr. Jackson, you can't think that I would know anything. Of course not. That's why I wouldn't tell them anything. Where are we supposed to go? What about my children? Mrs. Connor, I can't afford to run this building as a charity. I have a family of my own to think of. I'm very sorry, but you'll have to go. Is someone there? Do you have something you wish to confess? Confession has never been my strong suit, Father Michael. The Red Panda... I wasn't sure you'd come. I shouldn't have. It isn't safe for anyone to get too friendly with us. There are too many scores left unsettled. We're all very grateful for what you've already done. The money you've brought into this parish has saved many lives. The proceeds of crime, Father Michael. And you can thank the Flying Squirrel for the idea. She finds stealing from thieves very satisfying. And you? I only wish we could do more. Times have been very hard on a great many people, but so often it is those that can least afford it that are the victims of these cowardly gangs and racketeers. I'm afraid you may be more right than you know. What do you mean? I'm afraid one of my parishioners has been the victim of one of the cruelest schemes of which I've ever heard, and I fear it's only the beginning. Go on. Mary Connor, a mother with three young children. Her husband left in the spring to try and find work in one of the camps in the north. They haven't heard from him in quite some time. Times being what they are, the Connors' difficulties didn't seem that much worse than those of many others. And as little as a few weeks ago, I thought our prayers had been finally answered. They heard from Mr. Connor? Oh, we pray for smaller miracles these days, Red Panda. Like everything else, there aren't enough to go around. 
Mrs. Connor found work. She is quite a gifted seamstress. She's kept the family together, taking in whatever sewing she could find. And she told me just last month that she'd found a job in a new factory, a small operation in an old warehouse, making clothes. They paid her only a part of what was promised at first, while the company found its feet. I admit I was worried, but something is better than nothing. Finally, just last week, they paid off their workers the money they owed. Let me guess, the money was counterfeit? How did you know? I've heard the first rumbles of this from my agents around the city, and there's been a glut of fake bills on the street for months. Months? But why are we just hearing about this now? My guess is they've been moving their operation around the city. They get weeks of work at slave wages and then pass as much counterfeit money as they can at a stroke. I assume they've disappeared. Like they were never there. I may be able to help the Connors. We're a poor parish, Red Panda, but we look after our own. But that woman is crushed. She deserves justice. I wasn't asking you to choose, Father. Many of the city's wealthiest men know us more than they would ever want revealed. Surely one of them can find employment for a gifted seamstress and put a roof over their heads. Yeah, that's wonderful. But there must be dozens of others out there who have been taken in. And how many more will lose what little they have left if these men aren't stopped? Whatever else they might be, Father Michael, these cowards are not men. And they will be stopped. The Red Panda swears it. Are you all right, Squirrel? I'm fine. It's just that you're... What? Eerily calm. That might be the first time anyone's ever said that. Which is what prompted the question... You hardly said a word when I told you what Father Michael wanted. And we've been on this rooftop over an hour, and you've done nothing but stare a hole through that door. What did you expect? I don't know. A little more... Sputtering with rage? Ah, le juice. You know why these clowns have been getting away with this, boss? Because no one has stepped forward to make a complaint. That's right. And you know why that is? Because these women that got conned are ashamed. They're ashamed because they got taken. Ashamed that they're poor. All they wanted was to work hard to provide for their families. And when they got a chance, they took it. Some, some rats offered them hope and then took it away. And they're the ones who are ashamed. They don't tell anyone because they hoped one time and all it did was hurt. That's why I'm quiet, boss. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do to somebody. What are you smiling at? Me? Not a thing. What? I was just thinking that I chose the right partner. Yeah? Yeah. Well, well don't get too smug, Flyboy. I chose you, remember? Ah, yes. Boss! I see him. It's Grimes, all right. I can smell him from ten stories up. How do you want to play this? Here's what I'm thinking. I jump 
head first off the side of the building, hit terminal velocity, unfurl the gliders at the last possible second to pull out of the nosedive, grab old grimy by the shoulders, flip myself over to land on my feet, and use the kinetic energy of my dive to judo throw him halfway through that wall. I'd like to see that. Can you do it? I've been working on it. When? I get Wednesdays off, remember? I'll meet you at the car. Wish me luck. Kid? Yeah? Try not to kill him. Will do. What the heck is... Oh, oh, oh no! (laughs) Hello, Grimes. God! Not even close. Oh, my, my leg! I, I think it's broken! Hmm. This is ah! one? Did you like that little dive bomb routine? It doesn't have a name yet. I was thinking of calling it The Grimes, but then I'd have to do it to you again. Would you like that, Grimey? Recognize this 20 Grimes? The red panda seems to think it's your handiwork. You better pray that he's wrong. Please! Please! I'll talk. I'll I'll tell you anything you want to know. That was impressive. Hmm? The dive? Thanks. It's emergencies only, though. I think I sprained my wrist. Do you need me to drive? Thanks. The arm is actually still attached. What did he say? That's not his caper, but he made the plates for the counterfeit job, all right. You'll never believe who for. Amaze me. Mickey the Bug McKinnon. This is bigger than we thought. McKinnon? He's diversifying. Hooray for free enterprise. Grimes was into them for 4000 The plates were to pay down his debt. So the most brutal loan shark in town sets himself up as a counterfeiter. I still don't see how the factory connects. Did Grimes say anything else? In fact, he did. He said he's very sorry, and he'll never do it again, and he's going straight for real this time, (laughs) and would I please stop hurting him? (laughs) You're smiling again. Your face is going to stick like that. Get in the car and let me look at that wrist. Then what? Mickey the Bug is about to get a call from the exterminator. Come on, you bums. I don't want to have to tell you again. If we have another late shipment out of here, heads are going to roll, and I mean literally. Oh, lay off, Mickey. The boys ain't used to this kind of thing. This kind of thing? What kind of thing is that, Zeke? Bending and lifting and running the press, you know, working the cutters, distressing the merchandise, counting and bailing. It's, It's like having regular jobs. Sucker jobs. Is that a fact? Sure. Uh, I mean, it was fun for a while, Mickey. Uh, nice for a change of pace, I guess. Uh, when we was just, you know, printing dough for ourselves. And we got so many clients and, and contracts. A man ain't supposed to work like this, Mickey. It ain't natural. <laughs> no, it ain't natural, Zeke. It ain't natural at all. It's a gift from heaven. Well, listen here, boys. Something very special is happening here. And you're missing it. You're a good bunch. We've been through a lot together, and we made a lot of dough. Ain't that right? Darn right we have. A man borrows a hundred clams, 
he pays back 150. Yeah, And he's late. He pays back two hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He pays it back because he knows what happens if you don't. You know that's man's work, Mickey. Sure it is, Zeke. Sure it is. But is it a smart man's work? See that hundred he borrows. You know what it costs us. It it costs a hundred dollars. And if he don't pay, if he skips town or we have to kill him to make an example, you know what that costs? Anybody? A hundred dollars? Good! It was a good racket. A man's life. But look at us now. Know what the hundred dollar loan costs us now? Two, three bucks. Maybe less. Maybe he gets to spend it, maybe he don't, but one thing's for sure, he'll pay us back in real money, or he'll get what he's got coming. You see? That's smart. smart. And once the word is on the street how good these phony bills is, all the players come to us want a piece. So we give a good price, we get the money, we get favors. Anybody shooting at you bums? Anybody get beat up or run down by the law? Haven't you bums got more dough, real dough? Mind you, none of this junk we make. <laughs> Haven't you got more in your pockets than before? It's the last growth market left in this broken-down world, boys. And you're in on the ground floor. This ain't no sucker job. This is a dream factory. McKinnon, you're like a Bolshevik recruiting film come to life. It's him. It's the Red Panda. You found us, Mickey. I got eyes, don't I? Blast them already. You heard him, boys. Kill that freak. <laughs> it, it ain't working, Mickey. He ain't falling down. Sure. Sure, I heard about this. He's making us see him here, but he's somewhere else. Hiding in the shadows somewhere. Blast every shadow, every corner. I want the red panda dead. Dead! <laughs> 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 Your men are killing each other with their own ricochets, McKinnon. It suits me. I only came here for you. What do you mean? You see... Do you think you could get them to stop firing at the hypnotic projection? It makes me lose my train of thought. Sorry, Mickey. It's your lucky day, McKinnon. I don't want you or your counterfeit ring. You get a walk. No cops, no prison. (laughs) Why so generous, do-gooder? I'm after a different sort of dream factory. The kind that moves from place to place, offering hope to those that had none and then taking it all away. They're paying off with your bills. Sure. Sure. They've been pulling this con longer than I've been in the print business. They used to get a few weeks' work out of the stiffs. Then they'd have to cut and run before anyone got too suspicious. See, if people aren't sure they're going to get paid, they got a habit of watching the building. Makes it hard. Moving costs were killing them. But at nine cents on the dollar, they can bleed the little darlings for a couple of months and then split while everyone takes home a nice pay packet of McKinnon's finest. It's a win. Win. Win, win. Those phony bills aren't just a crime against your government and your country, McKinnon. No matter how far they travel, they end up in the hands of someone for whom a real five or ten dollar bill can make the difference between life and death. People thrown into the street. Children who go without food. Spare me the sermon, hero. You already said you ain't here for me. That's right, Mick. 
Just give me a name and address and I'll be on my way. An address I don't got. They were working a joint outside Cabbage Town. Closed it down. Maybe last week. I hear they're setting up in South Parkdale now. Empty warehouse. The name's McKinnon before I lose my patience. Vin Paulson and Tom Grant. And the reason you never heard of them is they're good at what they do. They were. They got greedy. Maybe so. Get out of my place. Certainly. Oh, and Mick? Yeah. Does that fire escape still work? Sure. Uh, why? You and your boys will want to use it. Why? The bombs go off in ten seconds. Bombs? Let me out of here. You said... I'll get you for this, Red Panda. Come on, get out of here. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. Vin! Hey, Vin! Hey, Tommy boy. How'd it go with the fat man? Just like always, Vin. He took the last of the merchandise from the Cabbage Town operation, all right. He make any noise? Nah, it was just like you figured. He doesn't know how we sell for such a low price, and he doesn't much care as long as the goods keep coming. At those prices, he can drive his competitors out of business and still stuff himself silly. That's the key to the business, boy. Share the wealth. Uh, yeah, within reason. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry to bother you. Well, you're not bothering us one bit, miss. You come in and sit down here. Thank you. I'm afraid there isn't much on hand to offer you, Miss... Uh... Mrs. Kerwin? Susan Kerwin? Uh, I'm David Thompson, and this is my brother Donald. Can we get you a glass of water at least, Mrs. Kerwin? Oh, no. Thank you. You're very kind. Not at all. How can we help you? Well, I had heard that there might be a position open for a seamstress. Well, news travels fast. Good news, especially. That's right. And you heard right, Mrs. Kerwin. We're going to have a few positions open in the next few days. Oh, more than a few, as a matter of fact. See, my brother here and I were left a little money when our grandfather passed on, and we thought, well, Granddad wasn't a man that was impressed by much, but he believed in the value of hard work, Mrs. Kerwin. And we thought, well, what better way to honor his memory than to put his legacy to the kind of use he'd appreciate. We found some swell equipment at a bankruptcy auction. You know how things are. Oh, my, yes. And I don't have to tell you, it isn't hard to find an empty warehouse space these days. Oh, no. We have a little money from the bank. And we're hoping for a little more from the government. I won't lie to you. Things are pretty tight. And it'll be a little lean until we can get our first few shipments out. But we think we can make a go of this. And we're looking for folks who are keen to work with us to make it happen. Oh, well, I certainly am that. What sort of experience do you have, dear? Well, I've done all the sewing for my family for years. Ever since I was a girl, really. Ever work with the new industrial machines? Well, no... Have you ever worked in any sort of factory before? Well, no. Well, Mrs. Kerwin... Uh, hold on, David. We're asking folks to take a chance on us, and I think it's only fair that we take a chance on them, too. 
You're ready to work hard, aren't you, Mrs. Kerwin? Oh, yes, Mr. Thompson, I surely am. Well, you come by 44 Merritt Street the day after tomorrow, and we'll get down to work together. Oh, thank you, Mr. Thompson. Thank you so much. We'll only be able to pay a part of what we owe you at first, but once those first few orders roll out, you'll see. Everything is going to be all right. Oh, bless you. Bless you both. I'll be there, and thank you. Well, that went all right. Sure, dummy. Except you call me by the wrong name. You're David, and I'm Donald. And why'd you make us brothers? We don't look anything alike. That's one less name to remember, Vin. Relax, would you? Did you see her face? I could have called you Mickey Mouse, and she'd never notice. Come on, let's finish up here, and we'll head over to check the warehouse. Hello? This is Agent 79 reporting. Have made contact. The factory is being set up in a warehouse at 44 Merritt Street. Inform the Red Panda at once. Probably take another couple of hours to set things up. Three at the most. Hey! Hey! Here comes the landlord. Hey, you guys move out. There's no refund. What are you talking about? You, you paid two months in advance. No refunds. Hey, it makes some sense, would you? The trucks came back today and moved everything out. What? Come on. <laughs> what was that? Everything's gone. I thought I heard somebody laugh. All the equipment, everything. Who was it? Whose trucks were they? Whose trucks? I, I don't know from trucks. They have papers. They have orders. Yeah, but who were they? Uh, they leave this envelope for you. What does it say? It's from the moving company. They've impounded all the gear. It says the check we gave them bounced. That's impossible. There's plenty of dough in that account. You think I don't know that? What are we going to do? We can't lose that equipment. Take it easy. I'll go back to the office and call the movers. You go sort things out at the bank. we got to get this operation back up and running. What are you talking about? That's impossible. Sir... I will thank you not to raise your voice. As I explained already, that account was closed this morning. Closed? Where's all the money gone? It was withdrawn upon the closure of the account, sir. That is bank policy. Policy? I'll give you policy. Finn? Finn! Tom, listen to me. No, you listen to me. I just got off the phone with the moving company. That wasn't their truck that moved all the equipment out of the warehouse. What are you talking about? The check didn't bounce? Oh, it bounced all right. He's screaming for his money. But he swears it wasn't his boys that cleaned us out. They were on a job uptown. He says he wants his money today and in cash, or they come looking for us. Yeah, well, there's a little problem with that. What's the problem? I, I put $1,200 in this account just this morning. Yes, sir. And as I explained, the account was closed an hour later. Closed? Say, what are you trying to pull... Why would I deposit over a grand and then close the account an hour later? Whys and wherefores do not concern me, sir. These are your signatures, are they not? What is this? We, we didn't sign this. They match the signatures on record, sir. If you gentlemen do not calm down, I will be forced to call the police. Now see here. Easy, Tom. I don't know where, I don't know how, but somebody's on to us. We gotta get out of here. Out of here? Sure. Let's head back to the old house, clean out both safes, and blow. Both safes? 
Sure. McKinnon's bills will be just as good in the next town. Come on, let's go. This is Agent 107. Paulson and Grant have left the bank. I think they're heading back to collect the evidence. Have agents follow and report to the Red Panda. Come on. You get the cash. I'll get the last of McKinnon's funny money. Vin, look! Both safes are wide open. The money. They took all the cash, everything we've saved in two years pulling this con. It's all gone. Gone! Yeah, but they left the counterfeit bills. They must be coming back for them. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll be ready. Don't talk crazy, Vin. We don't know who they are, how many they are. Let's cut our losses. Cut our losses? We've lost everything! Not everything. Let's get the counterfeit money into the car and... What was that? Tom. Tom, look out front. Our car! They blew up the car! That tears it. We've worked too hard. Oh, they've worked too hard. Isn't that a shame? It's them! The Red Panda and the Flying Squirrel! What have you done to us? You've taken everything. Oh, we've taken everything. We should give them something. Which one do you want? Stay back. I'll take the one that's worked so hard. I'm warning you. Oh, sweetheart, don't warn us. You're just going to make us more mad. We should uh, probably stop now, don't you think? Why? Are you out of breath? Well, I think mine's been out cold for a while. Oh, God. Please help me. That was blasphemy, wasn't it? It kind of was. <laughs> well, that seems nice and thorough. It does, doesn't it? I can't help but think we're forgetting something. Hmm. The prison term? Ah, the very thing. I'll handcuff them, just in case they get ambitious. No. Please. You can't call the police. Can and did, Hide Pockets. They'll be pleased as punch to find that safe full of counterfeit money. That should get you, hmm, 20 years apiece. And if you ever see the sun again, we'll be waiting. Wrinkled, but waiting. Bye bye Yes, my child. Do you have something to confess? Is there someone there? Hello, is there... Good heavens! Where did this come from? Red Panda! Father Michael! Father Michael! Mrs. Connor! Oh, Father Michael, what wonderful news! Goodness gracious, where did all this money come from? Someone appears to have mistaken the confessional for the poor box. But... but there must be tens of thousands of dollars here. It's a miracle! So it would appear. My gracious! I'm sorry, Mrs. Connor. You said you had some news. Well, I'm afraid it pales in comparison, Father. But I found another job. You don't say. Yes, and they've paid me two weeks in advance so I can get the children back under one roof. All real money this time, I checked. <laughs> That's wonderful, Mrs. Connor. Our prayers have been answered. But you know, Father, it's the strangest thing. I'm almost sure the equipment in this new factory... Yes? Well, I'm almost sure. That is, it looks exactly the same as the machines from the old job. 
Michael. Well, what has gotten into you? <laughs> and so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 19, The Dream Factory, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and featured the vocal talents of Andrea Lyons, Evan Jones, Michael Booth, Tim Vant, M. John Kennedy, Andrew Merzetti, Denise Anderson, Clarissa Dunederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Apparently, you enjoy listening to audio dramas since you're hearing this message. I'll keep it short so you can get back to the fun stuff. If you would like to see and experience how all these stories, voices, sound effects, and music come together to create theater of the mind, make plans to visit the Modern Audio Drama Convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia, July 24th through 26, 2020. Meet the creators. Find out how to write, record, mix, sweeten, and produce movies that play in your head. See what the voices you hear actually look like. We never look like we sound. For all the details, visit madcon.com. That's M-A-D, as in modern audio drama, then dash, as in dash on over, then con, as in convention, duh, then dot, as in it'll be the most fun you've had in a while, period, then com, as in come on over, we'll love to see you. Madcon, your ears and brain will thank you.